Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and I am joined uh, by my co-host Kendrick, and then we are joined by a very special guest today. We have Chris Murphy on the pod. Uh, he is a vulture writer. He's now writing for Vanity Fair. He is Ooh. so high profile. The Vanity Fair credit really like <laughs> is like who who. I mean, here's the thing: you are going to get invited to the Vanity Fair Oscars party. I, I pray, Ooh. which is I, I I hope would be half the reason you wanted to get the job at Vanity Fair. <laughs> I did ask in the interview if that was a possibility. Um, they- oh, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not guaranteed, and there actually is no party this year because oh, obviously, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, it's definitely not. A- <laughs> yeah, I know COVID ruining. <laughs> well, but wait, wait, but you can follow Chris at uh, Christress on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, and hi, Chris Murphy. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Why? Well, literally, already speaking a mile a minute. But yeah, they're like, you definitely like could potentially go it's not a part of your job description and you certainly like <laughs> don't expect to go to the Oscar party but yeah maybe there's definitely some possibility of a world where that could happen but um yeah I'm good I'm good what a crazy what a crazy week in the housewife cinematic oh, universe oh the we ACU. will get to that certainly <laughs> <laughs> well Chris I have to say you know I didn't reach I I it was so it was all in this one week I did not reach out to you because Casey Wilson called you out like we like already had said like like we're recording in April or in late March. And then like literally as we were confirming, I was like listening to bitch sesh and Casey Wilson was like, uh, Chris Murphy, uh, when his vulture recap of Atlanta said, and it was like, oh my God, look at this, this little famous Chris. I call a career highlight. Your, your name is on everyone's lips. I gotta say, I think that's on my epitaph. I think Casey Wilson said, you know, on her podcast, that was a huge moment. I was really, I was really shocked and really, really, deeply touched um that i made it took you know you know 30 <laughs> some odd recaps <laughs> oh the vulture recaps really are so good i know you're not doing that anymore but they like i was sad to leave it that was the real that was like the main thing or like the really the one thing that i was really deeply sad to leave behind just because it's a labor a lot it takes a lot you know you get the screeners you got to do it over the weekend you know, it takes like three or four hours to watch the show and take notes and it takes like three or four hours to write the whole damn right. thing you know, and sometimes, you know, they, you know, well, the fans love them. Not all the housewives and their husbands do. <laughs> that, you know, that's not a surprising take you have. I won't name names yet, but, you know, we'll, we might get there. We might, we're, we're, cheer, uh, cheers again. Drink right. up, Chris. I'd love for you to name names a little later on. <laughs> I can't reveal all of my best stories in the first five minutes of the podcast. Everyone will tune off. Um, but... Yeah, it's uh, it was really it was very very fun to do just because it is such like it's it's a, a whole thing unto itself. It's like you you know it, you know the references, you know the players, you know the game, or you don't. Right like, when you're in. Well, they're so funny, and I so I have to want so just a logistical question because like just about that job in general. We had Brian Moylan on uh, a couple weeks ago, who also writes uh, Summer House, and he reluctantly did OC, which he deserves, yeah. he deserves a lifetime achievement award. for winning. I, He's really, he's doing the Lord's work and he is really the OG. The, like the OC, he is the OG. Sure. Um, he's the, so what you're saying, he's the OC of Vulture? He's the OC of Vulture. <laughs> okay, I'll let him know. <laughs> I would definitely say, and he's the best. No, but, so how far in advance do you get the screeners and then like how long does it take for you to write it? Because they release them overnight. So like you get them when they come out essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, at least for Atlanta and Potomac were the two shows that I did, both incredible people <laughs> and incredible 
television programs. The best, yeah. Um, the best. I love them all. Um, and you get the screener like Friday, like after work. So Friday five or six or so. And then you basically would have to turn them around by Sunday. So sometime over the weekend, you know, I would typically, the way that I would do it, cause it's like, I can't spend eight hours doing one thing. It just right. <laughs> I just am not that type of person. So I would typically watch, I'd be like, Friday night is for me. I'm just gonna have a fun time. <laughs> and then Saturday, I would watch the screener and take notes, which actually takes a while. Yeah. And then I'd put aside and then I would write it Sunday afternoon, like Sunday from like two to five or so. And then you send it in and then it goes up Sunday and night. Up. Um, there you go. But, so yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it is a, it's a, it's a labor of love, but it's, it was worth it. It was so fun. Yeah. They're that. so funny. And if you guys subscribe to New York mag, like it's New York mag, right. That like runs vulture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you subscribe to them, yeah, you can get access to unlimited vulture articles and um, check that out. Chris, he, Chris has been writing there for a while. Um, well, not anymore, but it was writing there for a while and has so many hilarious recaps of all of our favorite ladies of Bravo. Read them. And I will say to plug my new job, I'm going to be doing some housewife stuff for Vanity Fair too. So oh, that's watch. so exciting. But please, please subscribe to Vulture. It's amazing. And the recaps, I'm not going to lie, they hit. No, they they hit. <laughs> they, hit they hit different, as SZA says. They do. As SZA said in Tiger. Wait, so before we uh, get into our shows, and before we, t- well, let, before we get into Jen Shaw, which we'll get there in one second, we have to ask you kind of like what we kind of chat with all of our guests about, about their journey um, in reality television, when you fell in love with it, um, who made you fell in love with it, what TV, what reality made you a dumpster diva? That's what we call our, our fans, our listeners, because we like to reclaim people calling us trash. No, it's <laughs> highbrow, lowbrow. Honestly, if you're not watching reality TV, you're not paying attention. You're only getting half the Boom. story. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i mean i was an early adopter this is gonna get a little dark i mean not really dark but like you know I was, I was from new jersey originally and like my family we're a tv family like there was never like a you know like turn your tea once you did your homework you could do whatever the fuck you wanted <laughs> so, there you go and so often it was watching i mean watch these shows together so like american idol season one was huge yeah, American Huge. Idol. Thank you for saying mm-hmm. that because we we have not had anyone come on the podcast and talk about American Idol yet. I mean, definitive show. And honestly, you know what else? And we can we can brush by The Apprentice. We don't have to talk about it. But I watched okay. all that. I I know though. Wait, Kendrick, have you what? What's your Kendrick? What's your um, experience with both American Idol and The Apprentice? Oh, I was I was Kelly Clarkson, Justin Guarini down. Yeah, everything I, about I, it. I was. Gray. Don't forget to Oh Gray. yes. <laughs> I was in it like I was deep off in it like I loved that I was I always for some reason when I think like my experiences with reality TV I always like first think about three things like the real world mm. I think about uh America's Next Top Model and uh, Favorite Flav uh all three were, were yes I to them but my entry uh, all three beautiful incredible mm. shows yeah. amazing but I started definitely American Idol and The Apprentice Mm-hmm. competition reality yes. let's i i know yes it's half the reason we're in the situation we're in but the apprentice was good like we we have to it just it was you we, can't yeah if it was if it was bad we wouldn't be in the situation that right. we're in <laughs> like you just have to object- objectively be like this guy like created a show that was like so watchable 
so watchable. It was in, yeah. for wrong reasons, for right reasons. Terrible. And you know what? If we all get canceled for saying that, I'm okay with it because it's true. No, it, we're not going to get canceled for that. There's no way. <laughs> you never know nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Omarosa Manigold Stallworth, that show was, as far as starting the medium, which was really just beginning, reality television as sort of like at least competition reality television, which yeah. let's be real, Housewives is a competition reality TV show. It's Good like there's point. no you're a winner like every season has a winner but um oh, yeah. it's you know it's definitely of that same ilk um yeah no that was a good show you know until it got bad just like american idol you know also was a fantastic show until it wasn't and until guess what Katie perry that. showed up she is a sociopath on the level of simon cowell and loves to play and fuck with these little people's heads yeah. and wields her power and it's Absolutely fascinating to watch, and they're talented, and the girls and the girls can sing. Boom! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what, what's your both of y'all? What are your favorite um, American Idol seasons? Okay, Ooh. I'm gonna dig myself in even a deeper. Literally, I get onto this podcast and I'm like, okay, so like I'm obsessed with Trump on I the I fucking die for <laughs> I fucking die for a MAGA bitch. And I fucking love <laughs> Catherine McPhee because I honestly guess what a I MAGA bitch. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not MAGA. I don't know how many times I'm literally not. What if I make the title of this episode MAGA bitch? MAGA bitch. <laughs> MAGA bitch. Like now, now that's someone's gonna take that audio and they're gonna fucking. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, Catherine McPhee is the one that took Yolanda's husband, right? Did, <laughs> thank you for not saying his name, Kendrick. Kendrick's like, that's the one that took Yolanda's husband, right? I'm like, God forbid you say David Foster, one of the most famous I music know that, producers in that little, history. You know, that little producer guy, you know, whatever yeah. his name is. Absolutely. 40 years for a senior, and now they just have a, a gorgeous little MAGA baby together, too. And you know what? Oh, God. Terrible. But yeah, I was upset. Like, she was amazing talented to me when I was 11 years old. I pretended to be straight and have a crush on her because I was like, she's a gorgeous woman. I was like, she's okay. a beautiful, and why people like women because of their voices. Right, that, yeah, right, isn't that? That's, that's <laughs> what I thought, I was like, this works. And everybody's like, sure, fine, straight, good. No. <laughs> that checks, there we I go. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing more iconic than her singing, what What was it, uh, Black Horse and the Cherry Tree with, the, tree with the drum and the- on the rug. It's iconic. You know? <laughs> like, like that is, that is like, there are so many gays turned MAGA gays that like stand that performance. Oh, 100%. <laughs> really, honestly, kind of crazy. And then her Summer of the Rainbow was pretty fantastic. She had a lot of great performances. I'm just going to say that. And I did love that season. Um, but, you know, all, of, you know, I loved Ruben and Clay. Wait, I loved who won that? Oh, 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 what's his face won that season? The gray hair. Taylor Hicks, who's probably also MAGA too. But like, I can't, okay. I don't know. True. <laughs> guys, wait. I saw vibes. I saw that season of American Idols like tour. So I saw <laughs> Catherine Taylor what? Hicks, Diana DeGarmo, <laughs> that whole crew. Absolutely. Oh, wow. no, 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 no. Sorry. That's not Diana DeGarmo. Diana DeGarmo is Fantasia. But I saw like, yeah. but I saw uh, Belinda Doolittle. Do you remember her? Yes, Belinda Doolittle. She sang um, oh, My Funny Valentine. It was fucking amazing. Yes, yes. We love Belinda Doolittle. She's Why does she not win? <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, it's, I don't know. It's that, and that politics. America has been telling us who she is for decades now. All right. the ways Linda Doolittle didn't win that season. But, now, um, and wasn't she like a famous backup singer? Like, wasn't she like very, you know, what's the documentary? Um, uh, 20 Feet Is she, I feel like she's that, isn't she? 
She is that. Yeah. She is that. But that woman actually mm. ended up like touring with Michael Jackson, another canceled person. <laughs> <laughs> what else can we bring up? What else? Who else? Right. Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein. Who else can we just name? Mention from? it all. Just throw it in. Ooh. Oh my God. Speaking yeah. of people we should cancel, let's talk Jin Shaw. I've been trying and perfect segue. I, that, was that was beautiful work. I've been trying to cancel Jen Shaw since day one. I'm not. I'm not Thank I'm not, you. I could not stand, and I love Salt Lake City. I honestly think, even though it was a terribly paced, weird sort of yeah, first the season, pacing was weird, bad. You know, does not really have its footing yet. I was like, we haven't had like an ugly duckling sort of like you know baby freshman franchise series on for the housewives in so long so i was all in and i thought it was fantastic and jen shaw was mm-hmm. honestly really the only one that i didn't like of all of them yeah. of all of the girls um just she because, made it hard to like <laughs> okay so kendrick you might and again i might be going too far with this but i really and you can you can stop me but okay as a black person i and i totally understand she is the mother of black boys black children married to a black man 100 percent Mm-hmm. That doesn't make you black, and that and black fishing, and she was black fishing. Boom! Even, even when she got arrested in those goddamn box braids, it wasn't even <laughs> that. It, it, it still per, it still is pervasive, and I just like I couldn't I couldn't handle that. Everything from I felt like everything leading up to like the last couple. See, I was I didn't like her. But like I wasn't, you know, she was just one of those characters I would tolerate on the show. Yes. It wasn't until like the whole like uh, you know, the the me me being here, they're keeping their their knees on my neck and all that kind of it's what like, okay, you're that? doing a lot now. As a right. It's like you're doing a lot now. Absolutely doing a lot. And then trying to, and again, I'm not gonna come up as like, you know, Mary Cosby's biggest supporter, but to fight with okay, Mary Cosby. Chris, but there, we have to Chris, we have to draw the line somewhere, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is fine, but Mary Cosby absolutely no, not. Kidding, right. okay, keep going, keep going. Um, but for her to try to pick that fight about race, with, which like Mary is like, and we have to be honest, like she's not all there. She's not all well. She's very stunted in her. She job. thought her husband was white. My God, <laughs> I know. Like the colorism conversation isn't great, but pre the colorism conversation, like when they were just talking about like, like the gas station of it all was like. Absolutely. Yeah. You're talking to a woman who's like been stunted in her development since she married her grandfather yeah, at point. 21. She's basically mm-hmm. like a 16 year old and she acts like it. And that's why she's good TV. But also it's like, it felt like punching down and you're right. And she doesn't know the difference between like white and light skin. Like she just is like, she's such a can of, of worms, but also so clearly like a victim and is just like very delicate and like, you know, I, and I was gonna say harmless, but obviously not harmless if you read a thing or two about her church, but it's just like a very, uh, I don't know. I i have trouble, I have a lot of complicated feelings about Mary because I love seeing her on television. <laughs> incredible TV, but also she needs help that like- I in- know, but here's the thing though, is when, yeah. did, when did we decide that when we watch reality TV, we need to watch people we like talk to each other. I don't want to. Right. But, but I think because of like woke culture and cancel culture, we don't like to view. And once again, I think 
I, I just want to say, I think that Kelly Dodd deserves to not be on television because she's a true fucking monster. Yeah, the thing right. about Kelly Dodd, because I'm actually, at, well, I'm friends with Veronica, her, daughter, her stepdaughter, who she's been. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to get her on the podcast. Soon, actually. Get her on. Veronica's so smart, yeah. so cool. I've heard, awesome. I've heard, I've li- I've listened to every interview. She's so fucking bomb. I want her on the podcast really bad. But <laughs> Veronica, but yeah, so Kelly Dodd, absolute monster. Mary, probably a monster, no, but, but I want to. Right, but what I'm saying, though, is like, like, when did we decide that everyone has to be good? Like, like I'm sorry, Ramona Singer makes the best television, and we can't. Yeah, I, we I can't, hate her. I hate no, and I hate, I hate her yeah. too. I don't want to be around her. I don't want anything to do with her. I can't agree with a thing that has ever come out of her mouth. But will but is the franchise better for having had her for ten years? I'm yes, like, yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and we can't. And like we can't. It's so, the like cancel culture is difficult, and it's like it's like yeah. it, the line is 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 not right. clear. But well, like, the line doesn't exist. I think you have to take it on a case by case basis. And yeah. I think you, mm-hmm. what I would say, you know, God, I don't, I don't want to sound, you know, defending any of these women, but all of these people exist in the world, right? right. What reality TV is supposed to sort of be a, a warped, fucked up producer influenced mirror of the world. It is kind of disingenuous to like, be like, well, they can't be on the show because their viewpoint or who they are doesn't align with who the viewer is or right. the targeted audience is because they still exist in the world. Like Ramona Singer is still gonna be Ramona Singer walking down Park Avenue, whether or not there's a camera or not. Mary Cosby is still gonna have that church, whether or not it's on camera. <laughs> Jen Shaw is still gonna be taking advantage of elderly people who don't know how to use their computers, whether or yep. not filming it. So in a way I'm like, sort of like put it on camera so that I can see this and know that who these people are. I know. I just don't know when we decided that the people on our screens have to be good people. Like, when did we decide that that was the case? I mean, I know when it happened, obviously, because it's... Taylor Swift uh, punched yeah. down on that Ginny and George Netflix show. I didn't see it. Ginny and George. Oh, <laughs> yes, like, what she talked about. How, yeah, yeah. How dare they make a joke about me that is... It's like, you're Taylor Swift. You're the most successful female recording artist of, like, all time, basically. Beyonce... I was saying, don't... Me. Please don't say that. I mean, it's, right. it's talking to two hive members right here. I'm like, I literally hate Taylor. Are we going to bring up her now too? I mean, I'm literally, I brought, I've been brought her just to bring up terrible people. Um, but, <laughs> but it's Beyonce and it's Taylor. But Taylor, like this is, I mean, this is what it goes like. Taylor weaponizing her psycho stands to attack this random Netflix show, which of course, yes, it did make an off-color joke, but their characters on a fictional show. It, that, it, that doesn't mean that the show that Netflix is like, yeah, let, like being rude about Taylor Swift's past relationships is cool. Right. It actually probably was a comment on the character or the type of the person in those fictional circumstances right. that it was more of a comment on that than it was about Taylor, but like she knew what she was doing. And that's like, that's the line where it's like, okay, like, yes, that was rude. Yes, it was, it was in poor taste. It was an off color remark, but Taylor's reaction, knowing her power and we and and weaponizing her fans against this pretty shitty show, a shitty show <laughs> that doesn't really matter. Obviously, shitty show, but like a pretty like soft blow joke. Like I've heard, I could tell a lot worse jokes. Yeah. people on Twitter, I'm sure, have, have said a lot worse about Taylor being Swift. like. Much right. like Taylor's exes, it's like that's the cheapest and easiest joke they could have written. It's actually a lazy right. joke. It's not even that yeah, funny. No, it's and not funny. Yeah, it's not even funny. It's lazy. So if anything, you should attack it from that. But to be like, I can't believe that Netflix, who 
paid me $10 billion for my documentary, like would dare put up anything that's critical of anything that I've ever done. Like, no, we have to, we have to be able to remain critical of like our pop stars and our politicians and also our housewives and also Jen Shaw circling back who (laughs) allegedly did some pretty fucking awful shit. Yeah. So Kendrick and I were talking about this earlier. A couple things that I want to touch on one this all of this is child's this, all of the everything Teresa did is child's play compared to what child's what play. Erica and Jen are doing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's honestly well, I would only put Jen above Erica because I feel Jen was the criminal. Master. Yes, Erica I think was a part of something she <laughs> was it bigger than her, but I think Jen was literally in it. Was literally doing yeah. like Jen was sort of like the ringleader. It feels at least of this aspect of this sort of massive telemarketing scheme to fraud mm-hmm. and to uh, you know ruin the lives of elderly people across the USA. Right, and it's and it does put in and again and when we get to New Jersey, which this episode Chef's Kiss um, <laughs> is truly one of the dumbest people that exist today, and it yeah. makes sense that she would get sort of wrapped up in something and sort of just be like, yeah, I'll sign the papers. Like what, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> but Jen. I love your Jersey accent. Yeah, one more time, Chris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm for a while, uh, I'm from uh, South Orange, New Jersey. Um, but uh, Jen, it, it, it is so, it's so that sort of like, it's just such an interesting, again, to the highbrow, lowbrow, it's like comedy. You're on the show because you're saying your life is better than other people. Sort of the premise of this whole show is that my life is worthy of being watched and I have access to things and money and riches and cars and dresses and all that stuff. That is the premise of this reality show. Not of all reality television, but of the Real Housewives of Insert City Here. Right. And the House of Cards falls down and reveals, wait, actually, you don't really have any of that. And the, <laughs> what you're purporting to have, you've gotten through fraudulent means. It is just, it is really, uh, it is so cyclical. Like it's, how it really all... is. And here's the thing. She's going to go to jail. Like I think she will go to jail. Cause I mean, this is federal. Absolutely. My boyfriend is a lawyer. So I've heard a lot about this. This is not. <laughs> wait, is he really? Wait, wait, Chris, we can take this offline, but I want to get a lawyer on the pod just to break down the charges at some point. Oh my God. You should definitely get him on the pod. He's a public defender. He knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Okay, great. Uh, we'll talk oh offline God. more about that, but yeah. I'll, I'll plug, I'll send you. Also, uh, this will oh be God. online work for uh, <laughs> uh, hitching up with a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah. My bag of tricks. Um, but, but also, Chris is sitting too. in a mansion right now, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually sitting in Jen Shaw's chalet because she didn't know that. Yeah, you took it over. Right. Yeah. Or more accurately, you're sitting in Erica Jane's uh, old house right now. <laughs> yeah. Today, I am in Pasadena. Yes. Uh, yes. I got the but glam. But you heard you got robbed. Did you hear that? I did hear it got robbed. Yeah, it didn't get robbed or something. Yeah, it got. I, I didn't Ooh. fully read the article, but apparently it got robbed like while no one was there like because no one can live there because of all the lawsuits and i think that some people like knew that no one was there and went in and tried to like take shit there were assets that they were trying to sell uh to um you know not go to jail for as long as they I, might. I would never be like you know i would never say good for crime but i mean if you're gonna rob a house rob an empty one you know <laughs> right <Sure. laughs> if you have to rob a house um 
Yeah, it just is the, the gen job at all. And just for it to like, for her to have been literally filming season two, yep. what happened. Um, and for her, and I would say her arc on the show. So all that sort of like her, her uh, black fishing and sort of like, you know, co-opting of black narratives and whatnot aside, all of that aside, her rage was also, I mean, again, I will say she was pretty entertaining to watch and she, we didn't really have much of a show without her. Um, but I was never on her side, like throughout in like any sort of ever like, not there. I can't think of one instance where I could like reasonably take Jen's side or yeah. like could support her in an argument. Um, and I found her to get really grating and to be dialing everything up. She felt manufactured and fake to me. Yeah. And now it seems like there might be a couple of reasons because I don't know if she was, you know, right. living in the real. I mean, she was clearly, you know, operating some things under the table, yeah. allegedly operating some things under the table that would maybe prevent her from being her true authentic self on camera. Right. My whole thing was so I know you covered Potomac when it was airing. Mm -hmm. My whole thing was you're trying to relate yourself like everyone got on social media calling Wendy Ocefo aggressive and all this different stuff for having an argument with the person that's gonna argue with anybody at any moment from season one. Season one who's always yes. Uh -huh. Not putting her hands on anyone, not throwing anything. Her getting called aggressive. You're trying to relate yourself to putting your hands on people, throwing glasses oh, and all this different stuff. I'm like, okay. Threatening to you're doing a lot. Bury Whitney under her house. Like exactly. You're trying to get those points that you have not earned. You've not earned those points. You really right. get those points. And you're you 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 somebody on your team, somebody on the shot squad. I don't even think she's intelligent enough to necessarily to work. Stuart, oh God, that was Stuart. I honestly do feel bad for Stuart. I oh, feel like see, he got- I have a different, Chris, I have a different POV. I think Stuart- Oh yeah. <laughs> I have a theory that Stuart, which every time we say Stuart, I want to say like Mad TV, like Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I- every... Look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart, honey. <laughs> no, but every time I think of Stuart, I sometimes- and I said this earlier to Kendrick, I could see Stuart being someone who was like, hey, Jen, I know that Sharif is gone a lot and I know you want financial independence. Would you be interested in doing this job that I've 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 st I've started to dabble in? And yeah. Jen's like, yeah. And so Jen makes mo makes fast money. And she's like, well, let's like do something with this. And like the job grows like I could see Stuart being the like beginning mastermind. of and maybe even not a mastermind and once again this is all allegedly i'm making this up right We're now all, this is all alleged <laughs> the charges she has a hearing tomorrow at 11 a.m yes see you there yeah. i'll be there <laughs> that i am right i'm am calling into I'm calling oh, one thousand percent yeah. um but i just could see him being because like did you know that the that the ferrari was it a ferrari whatever like sports car they're driving around is stewart's car oh on the show I I didn't know that. I mean, oh. I could easily see someone taking advantage of her as a lonely woman, desperate for attention and validation. Yeah. And what that is, that is so true. So I'm, yeah, I, I actually never even considered just because he was so beta and she was so alpha in their relationship on the show that I was like, oh, of course, Jen, like, worked right. him into this. But it could definitely be the opposite. But at least from what the district of attorney of the, you know, of Manhattan DA is alleging, it seems to have gotten 
to a point where she had to have some idea of what was going on. Yeah. If she did these things, it's well, pretty- the problem is she she is going to offshore bank accounts and hiding money and different people's names and things, and that's where we're hitting a point where it's like you knew what was going on. You knew something. You knew something wasn't wasn't right. And again, on the show, I mean, on God, the reunion, which was really so great. Uh, yeah. Part one, when Dan was like, "What do you do?" Right. and she was like. Well, like I, I, I work for a company that, uh, you know, that sort of created, you know how you, you go online and they try to sell you stuff? <laughs> we created the algorithm for that. And then Andy was like, what? And she was like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, direct to consumer marketing. I've been doing it for 20 years. And it's like, you can't explain. And Heather's like, oh, yeah, she, she tried to explain it to me too, but I couldn't figure it out either. I don't know. what It's like, you couldn't figure it out because it's a crime. It's a crime. That's why. Oh my God, Lisa chimes and she's like, it's very lucrative. It's like, oh. <laughs> now, okay, so my next question is, do we think that she got box braids because she knew she was getting arrested that day? Oh my God, I wouldn't put it past her. That's what I'm if saying. I- like, I don't, I could see her doing it, which is like literally awful. Like, and so it's like, it's like, the most like outskirting of blackface you could probably do, but like <laughs> it's in the, guess what it, it lands in the in the circle. No, it's it's in, the, it is in the circle. It's just like it's in the Venn diagram. I'm like, so you're <laughs> telling me you got arrested? In, like, what are the chances that she gets arrested in box braids? What are the chances? Well, the only right. thing. So worst case scenario, she got the box braids because she knew she was getting arrested. Best case scenario, she didn't know she was getting arrested, and she got the box braids because she was going to go on this trip and she knew she was filming, which is also not a good scenario (laughs) that is bad either way it's bad both are bad both are bad um but i do i real i will say i can't wait to see how this plays out and like i and i will say that i mean i don't take glee again i'm a cab abolish prisons all all of that 1000 and i am too yeah but justice is different than that if we're looking at just from like a right and i and i just right when you feel this franchise or the show or like these women can't give you anything or you might have like you might have sort of like uh, we've uh, exhausted every possible storyline that you could potentially <laughs> think of on god's green earth uh, shit like this just drops in your lap and yeah i do want to see it play out on real Housewives of salt lake city season two it will i think just, we're just when you think it, it, nothing else can be dropped in your lap. Teresa Giudici goes into business with her ex-husband. And starts selling dildos. Like, really? Razors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Kendrick, one of those- as you said, the Giudicettes. <laughs> right. The Giudicettes are nothing to play with. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my all-girl group, the Giudicettes. I mean, Is that us? Is that the three of us? Are we the Giudicettes? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then we can name ourselves after Teresa's four daughters, even though one looks nothing like them. One looks like a model who doesn't look anything hey, like them. I got in trouble because I yeah. dragged that one on this podcast. Okay. And <laughs> Which one is that one? Her, name, her name is Gabriella. <laughs> okay. Just- <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying she doesn't look like the rest of them. And that's just true. You can't. And we are confirming. On- <laughs> okay. So on the first episode of this podcast, my sister and I were just like chatting about Bravo things and, Somehow that came up. And literally after the first episode of this podcast, we had this, a friend of ours, like who works in PR was like, just a heads up. Like you really can't talk about like, like people's children being not their children because like 
if you want any success in this market, like you at, at, at least put allegedly above it, those things. Again, note that I didn't say any words about any parentage or anything. I just said she doesn't look like the other ones. Okay, we get it, Chris. You're you're trying to make you're you're trying to come out on top of this conversation. And Mary's in like a couple months. I don't want to. I'm, I'm just I'm prepared. Okay, got uh, it. No, uh, well, well, this is a good transition. Let's let's jump into New Jersey. Yeah, I. I um, mean, so, okay, so you're saying chef's kiss on this episode. I'm not with you on that because I felt, okay, so, but here's the thing. Like, it was so good. What I just, more do you want from an opening 10 minute, 10 minute sequence? I know, but there's something about it that doesn't feel real to me. And a lot of these shows don't feel real all the time and it's okay with me. But when Melissa was cleaning up the cheese cubes That's off what the it table, was. <laughs> I was like, you would not do that. If I was actually mad at something, like I would not be cleaning after I chewed someone out. Like that's not a real life interaction. Like that's not I, something you do. And like that felt <laughs> so fake to me. So please, Chris, defend yourself. Okay, so I understand that. I see that, and I, I, and I respect that. I respect that take. I would actually sort of have the exact opposite take. And as a Jersey, I'm gonna invoke my Jersey. Oh, right, 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 sure, yeah, yeah. And not that I'm not from where they're from, but I'm from like pretty close. Like I know, I know every, every. I know Ten Apply. I know all the. I know all the cities <laughs> yeah. they're talking about. Um, I think the thing that makes the Jersey Jersey so good and so good most seasons, honestly, it's so consistent. Um, but specifically the season that is really good, that sets it apart from like a Beverly Hills or even a Dallas is its authenticity. Like these women are not, they're not the master manipulator, like, you know, Beverly, you know, producers in their ear, like creating storylines as much as I think other cities are. I don't think they have the capacity other than Melissa. I think Melissa well, I sort just, of- Well, thank you. I was I gonna say that. Is, I think <laughs> separate. Yeah. There, but I think yeah. the rest. Did she ever find that long lost sister? <laughs> oh my God, Kenzie Grace. It's, it's Chris. <laughs> well, actually, and it's just funny. My mom does. It's <laughs> a theory that my mom has. My mom thinks that Melissa is actually was is black and is just very light skinned and is playing as Italian. And I will say there's there's a lot. I mean, you think that's Melissa? I feel like well, we Wendy, deep, Wendy we Williams calls Dolores. Wendy Williams calls Dolores the Dolores. black one. <laughs> <laughs> Dolores, I know, I know. Dolores is so she's a I love Dolores, but, but Melissa is aging amazingly. She looks amazing. She's always all of it. She's she could be. I'm just saying. It's been thrown out there, and once my mom said it, I you know I I, I can't unhear it. Again, I'm not she saying might be true. part sister. That's all we're saying. <laughs> not again. Purely, uh, you know. You, I'm gonna ask you something. Do you guys want her? <laughs> because I, I, I don't know that I would. Like I, guys, I have her and I don't want her. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm neither here nor there. Melissa, I got. I'm, I'm, I'm very neutral on Melissa. Yeah, I okay. love Marge. Love Dolores. Jennifer is growing on me every every day. She grew and then she oh, she's did. my star. She's a star, but this episode. And then are you seeing what's going on on Twitter? I don't not with the New Jersey. No. Okay, no. so on Twitter, Jen Aiden oh. last night posted this like really nasty slut shamey thing about Marge being like you're a slut like like that's what that's what oh, happened geez. with your old boss. You're just a big slut. And it's like 
I don't like and that. And once again, that is literally not what mm. she said, but it was like something like that. And right. and and Marge, but Marge, but Marge retweeted it and it was like, this is slut shaming. Like we have to do better than what, than this. Like, this is not okay. Um, Hashtag. And she like tagged Bravo being like, get her off our screens. It's like, okay, well there's some other people we should get off the screens. We're not going to fire, Jen, Jen gonna Avery, fire but, her. And like, right. and also again, I love Marge like Jen, but Jen, you just got knocked down a peg in my power ranking. Um, the thing that I think I really like about Jersey that like, cause I guess what I didn't really clock Melissa cleaning. Like I clocked her, like I was like, okay, her yelling at, um, Teresa was like a little bit, it was a little bit, she amped it up for the cameras hundred percent, but I do feel that anger is real. We're dealing with like women. These women have been the same cast for like three seasons and they've been, most of them have been there for like a decade, right? right? These are real old, like Potomac. I actually think it's very similar to Potomac and these are real relationships. Yeah, they're they not are, just like, yeah random women who are thrown together because they live within a hundred miles of each other. These are like people who actually like have real beef in history and like are really have gone through it. So I do feel that while Melissa was performative in her reaction and in her sort of like, you know, in her, the TV of it all, the central thing that she was screaming at Teresa about, like, you've never been there for me, you've never supported me is a hundred percent real. And it's like, yeah. and comes from a very real place. And I feel that everyone else, like Jackie, looking like a who out of whoville snot like viola davis dripping down <laughs> yeah she was serving full doubt full Grab doubt, full doubt give her an offer <laughs> nomination for it 100 percent. like her literally <laughs> sobbing because she did not know what was going on because she was kind of drunk and she was confused unbelievable television marge yelling at anyone around just because she was so like okay, that was, that was so weird to me she was like screaming at jackie <laughs> screaming at jack because she was just mad she was mad at joe because she was like you shouldn't have said that and then she was mad at jackie for being mad there was so much going on it was whiplash (laughs) it was whip it was whiplash and it was unhinged and it was chaotic and it was crazy and again it's like i'm i I love a little artifice and like i don't need everything to feel like it's actually real because real life is frankly sometimes very boring and not that interesting to watch like i like if they took what was sort of like the surface level of realness and then amped it up for that fight incredible i thought the first (laughs) were riveting and and then joe turning beet red i mean he literally is was he was a full like hamster by the end of it beating on that table because he's (laughs) joe judice for actually being a terrible person but that that part i'm not i'm not saying that part is so real to me i just think that there yeah i just think there's something about it where it's like Melissa just wishes she was as watchable as Teresa. And I just yeah, don't yeah. think I'd know she's, she's beautiful, but she's just not as, as I have a theory. Go ahead, go ahead, go, go, go. It's super random, but I feel like she started cleaning up that cheese because last week she was being messy in David's home. And she was like, oh, well, has he proposed to you? Has he done like this? Mm-hmm. I think she was on Dolores' shit list. And when she realized she had thrown and made them mess in Dolores' house, she was like, oh shit, I can get my ass whooped at any minute. So she started cleaning up that cheese. Like, okay, <laughs> while, y'all, while y'all are shooting this scene over here, let me go ahead and clean up this mess so I don't get beat Did up by Dolores. Did you see the clump of cheese sitting in, in Joe's whiskey? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I would, that made me want to vomit. The idea of like putting cheese cubes in my whiskey. <laughs> Uh-huh. like that and i'm pretty sure david lives in the town that i grew up in that i spent a lot of quarantine in um so that's fun and dolores will like actually dolores is like if we're talking about authenticity and realness babe she's the realest of them all so like you mm. think the house and mess she'll hold she'll be i think she'd be pissed i could absolutely see that as being a legitimate reason for why melissa started cleaning up that cheese but <laughs> really like 
it just brought out sort of like the best of Jersey yeah. for me in terms of like, it was somewhat incoherent. It was completely messy. It did not actually need to happen or make sense. And yet I was like, riveted. I was like, I, I was riveted. And also Teresa flat out lying. Like, I don't think anybody really called her up for just being like, she made that up. Like, yes, she heard that Joe said that, you know, he heard that um, Jackie's husband had a girlfriend. But he always said that he heard it at Marge's house. He never he said it was it, in- He heard it from producers. Like, I, th- that's what. That's why they can't talk about it. I'm confident <laughs> that that's what happened. He heard it that there were producers in the home filming scenes, and they were like, so what are you going to do about this, jo- this um, Evan rumor? And he's, like, sitting in the kitchen just, like, putting some wallpaper up and being like, wait, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, so he heard it, and that's where it happened. Like, And I think that that's why Margaret's so mad, too, because I think that there's – a level of it that she's like, I can't tell you why he heard it. I can't it break the fourth because wall. Because I'm not allowed to, <laughs> yeah. but like he didn't hear it from like where you think he heard it. No, and that's why, and that's why Teresa just straight up lied and said, well, he heard it in town. He's like, he's like, he didn't hear it in town. Like she was like squawking, like just flat out lying. She has no, I mean, it, it's even like, I feel like rude even calling it lying, re Teresa, because I don't even know if she knows what she's doing. She does But like, but she said like in town before, like she said like the in town phrase in regards to like Daniel Staub book was being read in town. Yeah, that was a product. That you know, was like that's like a is that a Jersey is that a Jersey phrase? I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, we sort of like any any place any place in our home. Actually, I'm in town right now. I'm just yeah, okay. <laughs> town. You know, yeah. any sort of look, any you know, any sort of designated area can is, be town. Is 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 town. Is town is yes. <laughs> okay. We're always finding town. Always this. finding town. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> no, wait. So I also want to talk about this apology because Teresa and Jackie, for what seems to be the most ridiculous fight ever, has been resolved in a in the shortest time frame. Which I'm also not convinced it's resolved, but but also like I cannot believe the the scene of her taking photos of Evan and Jackie on that boat. I was like. Guys, what is happening? Right. The shift. I was like sort of cooking when it was happening. So I was like, did I miss like three episodes? Like, I was like, <laughs> right. Wait, wait, we're on a boat? And you're... Right. I love that like Teresa is so... She doesn't think at all that it was just clearly like she knew that they got in the fight footage and that to move on. Like she's also sort of good at reality TV, even right. though she's like in complete idiot she is sort of good at reality TV and she's, or at least she's been doing this long enough that she understands like, all right, we sort of got all that we can get from this thing. We got to have some sort of reunion so that we can then, so that the story can move forward. Like we got things moving. So I think it was part that. And, Mm -hmm. and Jackie, I do think really is like, again, she's sort of interesting too, because like, she's kind of sharp. She's like, you know, a lawyer, she's kind of smart, but she's also like Jersey, but she's also, you know, she's got like, but she's also is kind of like, weak and delicate and like we saw her like break down like her drunkenly break down at the beginning of the episode was absolutely hilarious and fantastic um <laughs> stop so- yelling about me stop ye- <laughs> what are we what is everyone about yelling about me <laughs> God. um it was fantastic but so i think it was more honestly i think jackie's just like let's just stop talking about it because I think it's just like it actually is sort of like annoying for her and her life and then Teresa offering that olive branch I think it's just easier to accept than to keep it going and also like they got the they got all the footage I think they got all the mileage at at least part one of that yeah one thousand, yeah yeah 
and that you know and Teresa was like I got my dad's thing you know RIP nice man like I got my dad's thing tomorrow I need to like that's going to be a really different type of episode for me I don't want this sort of hanging over that episode for sure me. okay yeah let's like let's put a pin in this and let me have like one fully like you know saint Teresa episode and then we can get back to that because we're gonna get back we'll get back to it in the interviews they both were like already mean again about it can I Jackie for me at least I think the reason why I don't want to say she annoys me so much but the reason she annoys me so much (laughs) is because I watch this show and I feel like there I watch all of the cities I feel like there are three cities where you can't be a pushover in that's New Jersey, that's Atlanta, and that's Potomac. Mm. You can't be a pushover in any of those seasons. And I feel like Jackie is just every like season, she's just like, okay, even if I don't do much, the fans know that Teresa is in that villain spot. So they won't they won't, you know, push me hard enough to do my job to where I'll be safe enough to come back and fight with this woman. I feel like she's kind of lazy on the show. And that's why she accepted those apologies way, way easier than she should. And when Evan came in and accepted an apology, I was like, where are we? What is, what is happening? You're the one they were talking about, right? Like, am I, am I missing something? I feel like I'm crazy watching this show. That is, that's actually, that. I think that's fair. I will say, I, I do totally, I totally see that. She is honestly, though, the only one who is woman enough to stand up to Teresa, though. I mean, yeah, like Jennifer, she's the only true. one who's really doing it. And I think that is sort of a mammoth task that like you sort of yeah. leaves you <clears throat> unable to do other things. But I totally agree that like she could be mm-hmm. doing more. And other than that, she's not really, you know, necessary. Sure. But, right. but again, I do feel a la Potomac. Because let's be honest, Atlanta's a little thin this season. I love it. We'll get to it. But like, we could use another main female cast. Or three. Right. Or three. Or three. Or three. <laughs> <laughs> but Potomac and uh, and New Jersey, the cast dynamics and the amount of women and everybody's role is so sort of solidified. And it, it's such mm-hmm. and they have such good chemistry. Beverly Hills is still figuring it out. Dallas, I checked out like. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really watching. <laughs> I was like, I like Tiffany. I like, I, I'm rooting for you, but I like happy for you. Or yeah. sorry, I couldn't read all that. You know, it's like, I'm like, it's Tuesday. What's on TV? Oh, the Dallas. Let me. Let me I watch was laughing again. so hard when all the Jin Shaw happened on Tuesday. I was like, no one's watching Dallas tonight. <laughs> it's like Dallas is done. It's like whatever. Like, this is the end of Dallas because Jin Shaw dropped this drama on a Tuesday. <laughs> Absolutely, right. it's like a totally OC have it not. So it's like they're they're they they figured it out at least for now the formula. So I like I'm happy for Jackie to stay, but she's not like I'm not like Jackie Hive. Like I'm not like t- like she's like you're right. She's she well, was just wanting. So something yeah. something that I think is going to start happening, which is new to housewives in general, is and it's happened with Jackie. Um, we had, I feel like we have this on Drag Race now where, um, on Drag Race, there are queens on Drag Race who are drag queens because of Drag Race, okay? So, and it's a new level of drag, it's a new level of Drag Race where you don't know what to do because it's like, these queens don't have the, like, 
like they've been doing drag for eight years and eight years ago, the reason they started drag was because of drag race. It just becomes a, it becomes, it, it's a different show because like it's different than it was when we're talking about drag queens who like have been working in the bars forever and like were drag queens because like that was all they thought they could do. Do you know what I mean? Now you, you, you get different things right. and you, and you can nail different things. Like you might be able to nail a snatch game, but you right. might, there are, you might not be able to do. Right. But but we're hitting the same thing with housewives in in that we are starting to we have I think in the past two years or so we've started to really bring on housewives that are super aware of what the show is and have been watching the show like Heather Gay lover or hater this queen has been watched she's very vocal about it she's like I've been Bravo from the beginning of Bravo and it's like right. it's crazy to me that I'm sitting here at a reunion with Andy Cohen because like I was watching the Brooks cancer scandal like everyone else was, you know what I mean? And so yes, it's, it's, it's it, and it's interesting, but it's also a little difficult because what we love about Mary and what we love about people like Dolores <laughs> and not to compare the two of them, but just like women that don't have any idea of what the show is. They're just like, I'm here, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I actually, you're totally spot on. And I would say with Heather, it served her really well until like the last part of yeah. the, the reunion when her sort of like, reality tv show producer mind came out and she sort of came for lisa and that like weird unnecessary where it's like mm-hmm. it is we're getting those sort of like uh, you know bravo super fan it's like big brother when a super fan is right. also right. Yeah, survivor yeah all that stuff yeah. survivor, and they're also playing and it does change the dynamic i don't think it necessarily makes it worse but you're totally right it changes the yeah, dynamic it's not worse you're right it's it's just different but jackie's a jackie's a huge fan She's a huge fan. You could tell that she studied this and she knows exactly. And she knew coming in, she's like, I'm- You got the photo evidence. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Like, cause I'm gonna come for Teresa. And you're, I think if you have a little bit of both, then that's, I think that's, cause it, it's unrealistic to think that we'll ever get back to the days where it's just like six women who have never heard of this, like we're, we're past that. But you need. But the problem is the fight is between Teresa and Jackie, and the problem with that is Teresa has never seen an episode of reality television until she was on it, and Jackie's yeah. seen every episode of reality tele- television until she was on <laughs> it. So we're running into this issue because, like, I don't think they know how to communicate because they're both coming from completely different perspectives, two different agendas and going it's on at the same time. Women try to be the. The bridge. I'm having fun watching. I am too. I am too. I just it, and Mars and like mm-hmm. and Jen trying to like explain the other one's <laughs> language to the other one. It's yeah. like it's very like one speaking in French, one speaking in Chinese, and it's like you're not. They're not gonna understand no, each other, never. <laughs> right? And it's just it, never. It is, but it is entertaining and like at least for me, like fulfilling television to yeah. like watch. That oh, I agree. I completely agree. And I'm. Mm-hmm. I love Heather. I'm gonna say I love Heather, but I do feel. Re, uh, the Salt Lake City reunion, I do feel we watch her villain origin story. But that is... Yes. Yes. And you know, I think... Thanks, I think, guys, I think, <laughs> I think Rihanna has a lot to do with it. I mean, but imagine you're, you're you, or you're Heather Gay, or you're me. You don't know. And- Rihanna might fall... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna's listening right now. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, the house one. No, I know, uh, I'm sure, I don't know what I would do if Rihanna followed me. I don't know what I'd do, but... But I think and that that had a lot to do with that. I think it had a lot to do with it. And I think she played it. And that's the thing where it's like, and that's why I don't mind having like the super fans because the super fans don't always, they don't always win because being a fan isn't enough to make you good at the thing. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. like Heather played it li- honestly almost perfectly 
until the very end. She fumbled at like, I think the one yard line yeah. of the season one. And that's not saying that she can't pick it up and do a great job, you know, next Chris, season. go but... off on this sports reference. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Played football in high school, got a concussion, then I quit. Oh, uh, I played football too. <laughs> oh my God, wait, what wait, position so were you? I played, um, I was a left guard, off, uh, offensive left guard, ladies. What? I was a cornerback. Oh, work. Not Love a cornerback. Kendrick, <laughs> what were you? Did nothing. I was in the stands watching. <laughs> I was a diehard watcher on TV. I was never out there. My dad made me join the band. He said, I don't want you getting hurt, but I want you at the games. I was like, okay. Oh my God. What did you play? I'm so jealous. So I played the fucking, I played the bassoon. <gasps> like literally the thing going yeah. across, I played the bassoon the and had the, yeah. yeah. My boyfriend, my boyfriend was an oboe marching <laughs> band. band he was oboe? Yeah. I said, oh, me and the oboes were tight. I sat right next to the oboe. <laughs> oboes this side, tenor sax on this side. We were jamming. I guess, guys, marching, marching band is fierce. It's, <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Like, it is. It's literally cool. Yes. Even before homecoming, Beyonce's homecoming, it, it's cool. Yeah. Wait, that's not yes. cool to me. No, I know. I, I agree. I'm like, I wish I was in marching band. Like, I was in choir and theater. It's just a little... <laughs> Same, same. It's like, wow, I wish I could play any instrument. Like, do you think if I gave you a bassoon right now, you could play it? Uh, I can do the hey, B no. scale. No, right. Okay. <laughs> I can do the B scale and that's about it. Wow, that's no song. That's what I could do. Fuck, wow. I wish I would didn't bench <laughs> for, you know, three years in high school. Sure. And just, <laughs> oh, see, I only played, I only played my uh, eighth grade. Oh, okay. That's okay. Yeah, I, got... I, I immediately realized it wasn't for me, but. <laughs> you're, but you're, were you like, you feel very compact to me. I I am very, that's funny that you say that. I, you can't tell I'm 6'3". No, I'm not very, <laughs> no, I, you're not. I'm very compact. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and dense is what I used to say, which okay, is true. Okay, well, that, great. Love that too. Uh, and I was, yeah, so I was good at tackling because I was very already low. My center of gravity was low to the ground. Sure. And I was like a dance, you know, like a tumbler dancer, like musical theater person. Yeah. So I was really good on my feet and I could like shoelace tackle. That's where you sort of go for their shoelaces and you trip them rather than like stop them with your force of your body. Because I didn't have that much body. I didn't have body on the IR. Oh, she didn't have that much right. body. <laughs> Do you hear that, ladies? She didn't have that much body. Um, yeah, no, those were, those were, those were days. I was gonna say those were the days, but they, those were just days. Um, we made choices. Well, speaking, well, speaking of body, yaddy, yaddy, we need to get into Atlanta. I, I, this, this episode brought me so much joy. I, I say me this too. every time when the Atlanta women are doing things together, when we're together, we have a show. When we're not together, we don't have a show. And I just want them mm-hmm. to do things together more because when they're mm-hmm. together, they're funny they can they're the they're the best comedians on television like they absolutely they work off of each other so well and like i just i just love when they're like all in the same room you know well that's yeah i mean the first six episodes of the season was you know one or two of them you know at a time hanging out that wasn't really fun and then once we got to south carolina then we had a ball and then we had bolo and then we had the ball and then mm-hmm. now we're in new orleans and it's again it's so fun it's so great you're totally mm-hmm. right it's like again it's a chemistry thing where it's like while they're definitely you know lacking a little bit on main characters here this season um those women they 
a lot of them do really have those bonds and really know each other and have really been through shit together. And they're so goddamn funny. Portia so Williams is, tell me, name a funnier woman on television. And if you say Kate McKinnon, <laughs> I'll be like, you're wrong. I, I like it. Like, there's no, there's no <laughs> on television. She like off the cuff, planned in confessional, in the real world, what no matter what, she's bringing you jokes the house yep. down, facial expressions, absolute incredible comedic timing. And I mm-hmm. like she's just she's a star. She's blossomed into a star, which is hard for Kenya to deal with. Yes. I think it's very That's hard. exactly right. Yeah. What so what do we do with Kenya? Do we do we like do I don't actually think that she'll leave the show because I think that they'll keep her on. She brings drama. But like what do we do with her? Because like like I the whole the whole like twerk off room rooming situation made me so angry because I was so pissed off. I was so angry because do you I mean we all remember last year when she made them like do like this whole relay race to get a room in Greece. Yes, a literal, a little. Mm-hmm. Kenya is just a, a, a. I I have love for Kenya. I actually got a lot of heat for being sort of mean to Kenya in my uh, recap. <laughs> From oh, Kenya, her. are you going to say that? Not <laughs> 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 who, but I will reveal who was mean to me. Um, being critical <laughs> of Kenya, rather, because she's just a, a walking, a walking tub of contradictions. Right. Um, and I so I actually had two sort of ideas either you get rid of kenya because again she does bring drama and she it has been good on the show but it's coming from such a bitter sort of it's not as fun to watch her anymore it's just not it's just she's not as fun to watch um so you get rid of her or or you you say goodbye to the aunties or the aunties you know you say goodbye to cynthia maybe candy too and you set them, you set them a sale. They've, they've given us so much for so long. They're fantastic. Candy's barely here anyway. Like, let's be honest. She was like, right. she's sort of checked out. So it's like, Candy's halfway out the door. Cynthia, you give her the pandemic wedding. She got her pandemic wedding. She goes. And then you rebuild a franchise around Portia. And then maybe you keep Kenya just to be sort of like the villain. And then you like, you, you add Latoya, you add Fallon. You add some new, you just a full new sort of crop. And you, you know, you get Marlo her peach, you get Shamia her peach. I don't know. I think that could be fun. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy Shamia has never had a peach. Like, because I, I think yeah. Shamia is the perfect one to have it. Over, and I, I, here, I'm going to, maybe Absolutely. this is a hot take. I think over Marlo, because I think okay, Marlo, I, no, 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 no. Listen, just listen to what I'm going to say. <laughs> Marlo gives us everything we need in the place she is. And yes. I don't think that she mm-hmm. wants to reveal the ins and outs of her life. And so I, I think it would be so good, but I don't think, I think she's just like, my life is not as, ex- is as exciting as you want it to be. I'm raising my two ne- nephews. Like yeah. I don't live in a mansion. I think she's just like, I spend my money on clothes to be on the show and I'm, I'm funny and here I am, you know? Sell them to women who happen to be my exact size. <laughs> Which is so bizarre. But Shamia, but Shamia is exactly that like perfect little niche because like she like is just interesting enough where we want to like learn more about her husband and her kids now that she mm-hmm. has a family. 
and she is the perfect we need someone to be with Portia like as Portia's team because Portia doesn't have a teammate right now not have a teammate right now and I keep hearing her husband is the reason why she's not a full-time cast oh member. really give us that oh. yeah so I keep hearing that like she like obviously like bravo i've heard that they've wanted her for years but her husband doesn't want her to be that involved on a show like he's fine with the friend role but to where they'll be in her house like all the time yeah. filming and now they've got a daughter too i from what i hear he didn't like the fact that the daughter has been on the show as many times oh, as she has God. so yeah well, I, so I'm, I'm guessing he's kind of the hold up for why she hasn't been solidified yet. Guess what? I don't know who he is. And then the minute that she's a full time, <laughs> then it's a Ralph situation. And then we know exactly who he is. And then it's like, yeah. right, sure. exactly. Now it's not just the 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 pretty Sears pictures, not Sears, the <laughs> the pretty picture like family portraits on the wall that we see on Instagram. Then we actually have to get to know him, and maybe it's not yeah, as true. pretty as, as we think. As I, but I, I that does that actually is the only thing that makes sense. He's like, no, we're not going full time. Yeah, that makes He's sense. Yeah. He's great, Marlo. I agree. The thing is, like, since we've never been given a full serving of Marlo, I can yeah. only cake. It's like. Oh, obviously, I think I could have another piece of cake. Right. But then you get too much cake, and then you're like, wait, I wish I didn't have that last piece of cake. So you're probably right. like, where it's like we're getting the perfect amount. But I'm like, I could use so much more. because she is but Marlo, would ne Marlo will so never good. have a downfall if she's not a full-time. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we'll get to have yeah. her forever as a friend of. I, that is so true. Because, you know, I'm still yeah. wrestling with the mini leaks of it all. You know, just like sort of how I feel about her. Right. So. I was Marlo coming in doing the, the thermometer wait, check where, first where episode. Where did you get this thermometer? <laughs> prop comedy. I'm explaining this for the listeners. Uh, and I just brought some prop comedy into our Zoom recording, <laughs> whipping out a literal thermometer. Yeah, Kendrick has a thermometer at his podcasting station. Marlo Hampton. I am, yes. I am Marlo and Marlo is I. I. Every time, like, during the thick of COVID, this baby right by my side. Every time somebody tried to walk through my door, I'm like, oh no, wait a minute, wait a damn minute, hold on. <laughs> I held that up to him. If it was anything over 98, I'm like, oh no, 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 no. You gotta get out of here. You ain't gotta go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. You gotta get out of here, yeah. <laughs> no, they I, should go home. You should tell them to go home. They, if they have a right? what do Go you home mean? in quarantine, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You should have left. You should not have left home. Um, right. I I agree, but I sort of like, and I say this, and again, I like you know covered the whole season for Vulture up until now, and I do. I love. I love for Cynthia. I love. I love Cynthia. I love Candy. Like I love them both. I just think like we're not gonna get a season six like uh, pillow episode where everyone's like, we're not gonna get so good. one of the best episodes of all time of any sort of thing ever. But those days are behind them both as they should be, and like we get. I think Cynthia, she rides out into the sunset on her pandemic wedding. I think this is a perfect time for her to leave the franchise. I think Candy, her heart's not really in it anymore, but she loves she loves a check, so she's probably not. She'll be here forever. I, she's <laughs> go, I don't. I really don't think she's so, going anywhere. I don't think she's going. And so I don't I've heard her to go. It's like that's. Like, I'm, it's like I'm happy for her to stay, but like we need the the driving force of the season is Latoya. It's. Drew, Drew now, guys. What are thoughts on Drew though? Because Drew has suddenly become like a. I kind of love her. Zero. I love it's, Drew. <laughs> it's a transformation. I she started off the season for me. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, get her off my screen. Yeah. I was like, the wig <laughs> wasn't right. I will say it. Like, like some Latoya said it. The wig wasn't right. I know I'm not supposed to say it, but whatever. You can say uh, it. 
her husband, uh, uh, throw him out. Still feel that way, but like, <laughs> and that was her most interesting thing. But I was like, I don't care about this woman or her husband. I don't know this woman. Right. Why would I care about her and her husband? Right. Uh, the mom, non-starter. We did, we done it before. Like all of it, <laughs> like, you know, she's no mama Joyce, like wh- whatever. It yeah. wasn't working. But then I think something in South Carolina clicked once she once she got to meet the women. <laughs> That's what it took. <laughs> right. <laughs> she she had literally not met or spent any time with any of them. Any of them. Right. She had like these random one-off scenes. She couldn't go to any events because she was, you know, because Ralph's dad, that sad. And then like she was moving and she broke her leg or whatever. Or tore ACL. Not her leg. Oh. Once she remember, <laughs> she, break, she didn't break her leg. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. <laughs> you're in like a like an incubator. <laughs> I'm willing to give anybody like that filmed as a full time housewife this year. I'm willing to give anybody a redo just one more time to at least see it's right. But Drew, I actually her from her first episode, all that shit with Ralph. I was like. Oh, like what is what is going on? Like I was actually kind of interested. The mom, not as much, but Ralph, I was like, okay, like literally it had me asking people on the podcast, like, what the fuck were you doing in Tampa? Like, what was going on? Like, I needed to know, like, what what were you doing? Because if you can't explain it to her, I need you to at least explain it to me. Like, what what was going on in Tampa? Oh, and now he's on it was obviously bad because he's on best behavior now, which is also right. Nice. <laughs> Very he much. hooked up. He went to a strip club and th- something happened. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Happened. And then she knows something happened and she was like, okay, yeah. you better be on best behavior. And there's right. And nothing- that's, guys, that's why she went let loose in South Carolina. And it's that's like, when she popped in. When are we going to talk about <laughs> it? It's like the reason she was ass up with Bolo behind her yeah. was because she's like, guess what? You get to go to Tampa and do anything you want. And I'm going to have this like monster penis just sit on my right. butt crack. World. I'm absolutely <laughs> flipped around by the biggest dick known to man. And you know what? And I celebrate that. Hey. And that's when she dropped in and that's when she joined the cast. And now since she's been like with the women, she's doing a good job. I will say, I think what she did to LaToya at the restaurant being like, why aren't you drinking? Bad. Really. That was fucked up. That was fucked up. That actually made me really mad because the way she was like in her, in her confessional, she was like, so what I know though, is that LaToya confided in my driver, which what a weird thing to do. Absolutely. <laughs> uncalled for, poor taste, bad. You don't ask people why they're not drinking. Nobody's to explain why or why they are not drinking to you ever. But what made it worse though, was she was like, you know- she was like, I knew why she wasn't drinking. So then why were you asking her? Why are you not drinking? Do you want her to? Do you want her to be like? I might have an alcohol problem because that's not your problem. That's not your problem. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be outing other people's like like addiction problems. And once again, I don't know. I don't even know if she has that. But like, but like, it's none of your business. And who cares? And I hate when I hate when like I love to have a good time, but I do Mm. not like people who like do not like non-drinking people around their circles because it's like then you you need to look within because if that's if that makes you uncomfortable you need to think about that you have a yeah actually true that's we'll say it um no i totally agree i just thought that was like it was just like a bad look and again i'm with you kendrick i'm like anybody who started this sort of go around this season gets a pass Mm. even jen shot (laughs) on something (laughs) (laughs) well 
That's what we say. I don't know what the feds say. Yeah, we don't <laughs> say tomorrow, but right. Uh, but Drew, it was just a bad look coming for Latoya like that, and also like yes, weaponizing the fact that she knew that Latoya sort of was like having a a moment with her drinking that an uncomfortable moment and using that against her in public on camera. That wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. No. But I will say, Drew is she has grown. A lot in my book. Her being like, I'm gonna skip mm-hmm. his wedding, and then getting like losing her voice because she was screaming at people and drinking the day she before. Was drinking a bottle of Hennessy, right? and she's like, I have no idea why I have no voice. Right. <laughs> I was making all of college like a pillow, and I'm obsessed with that. Also, like Monica's <laughs> angel of mine isn't that high. No, it's literally an out. Literally while. one note like, the entire. Time. I was singing that while I was playing football in middle school. Really <laughs> <laughs> tackling people. I was like. But I like Drew. I'm happy she's here. But I do. I think I think you bump up Latoya. I know she's con- she's sort of taking over the Kenya love to hate. Kenya is just sort of like hate to hate now. Latoya, I'm love to hate right now. Now here's you bring up a good Drew. point. Do you think Kenya is going to harbor resentment towards Latoya because she's taking her spot on the show? Oh, eventually. Once she mm. did, I don't think she realizes that's happening yet. I think she's just like, oh, I have, like, I picked my friend, this is my friend, and now I have a friend. And she's never really had the opportunity to do that. Mm. Um, so, I, but I think she'll turn on her so quick. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, I'm not necessarily, like, maybe we do a, 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 a late season Vicky and we just bump her from full to friend for a season, you know? I don't, I don't do you think she'd do, take do, it? Do you think she'd take it? Well, as you said, I don't think she has much else other than she's got bills to pay. She's got legal bills and she's got she's got Brooklyn and she's not that booked and busy elsewhere. So I don't think she'd like it, but I think she'd take I mean, it. I, I haven't bought any Kenya more hair care recently. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe hey, Kendrick, I don't know. What hair? <laughs> <laughs> she, hasn't, she hasn't made a beard oil, so I haven't, you know, <laughs> I haven't well, Marlo, Maybe yeah. that's, a, that's her next market. Yeah. yeah. Right. Get a Marlo beard, you know, a beard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Kenya, uh, Kenya more hair care, I'll get the Marlo beard wig. Um, there we go. I, yeah, I don't know if she'd take it, but I think that would probably better serve her because I think Cynthia needs to go. I love Candy. I'd be fine with both of them going. I think you bump up Latoya. I think you keep Drew. I think you build around Portia because that is your that is that's your show. Your that's your money maker. That's, yeah. that's your Nini. That is your Nini. That's mm-hmm. your, that's you don't even need Nini can. Oh, no. I just mean Absolutely. I just mean that's your center peach. <laughs> I and then I think and then Fallon though I think Fallon might be a Shamia because I will say Fallon's husband doesn't like when you write about him online. Oh wait, wait! Catch that T. Wait a minute. Chris, <laughs> that is it. not where I saw this going. Nothing. I waited. <laughs> I knew I could have brought it out at the very beginning, but I said, I said "You know what? Let, let me wait on that." Okay, let me wait on that. Mm. Wait, tell us everything. Yeah, I don't know what I can say, but I can. I can say because it is, you know, because the freedom of speech. Because it is America. Honey. Right. <laughs> and we have freedom of speech here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, um, I just wrote, and you know, as I'm wont to do, it's my job to recap, which is literally an opinion piece. You just write your thoughts about the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tales of this time. Um, 
I wrote during the bolo of it all or during a, or even before the bolo, I think it was like a couple episodes before um, when they were at Fallon's house, I was like, oh, Simon seems like a short leash kind of a husband, right? Okay, He's got yeah. short leash energy. Their relationship just sort of like, that's what I was getting. That's what they were giving. That's mm-hmm. what I was getting. Yeah. I don't know them. I don't, you know, and whatnot. Uh, he didn't like that um, at all and had his lawyer reach out and was like, hey, um, can you delete these lines where you say that this uh, relationship has short leash energy? Okay, uh, that's weird though. <laughs> that makes it seem like the leash is shorter than you implied. That right. really confirms that there is short leash energy. <laughs> Which then also, the fact we've come that to find out that they online. don't. Right. But yeah, right. Fallon is barely in this show. And the fact that right. you have found Chris Murphy's uh, Vulture article about Rehouses of Atlanta, it's like <laughs> you were looking for it and reading it. You have it. her name mm. on like notifications. And I honestly think I misspelled both his last name and her first name. So I have no idea. <laughs> They're not like easy names. Um, so that was really odd. Um, and it just sort of like went up the, this was back in the vulture days, went up the chain, lawyers spoke, but guess what? They didn't they delete it. Yeah. No, delete it. I'm not Why would you? It doesn't make any sense. That's like, that's like writing a movie review and being like, can you delete Charlize Theron's name out of it? It's like, no. <laughs> right. You're the, you were, Bravo yeah. released like, no, it. You, like, you can't just. You were literally Atomic Blonde. Like, no, I can't delete that. Yeah, right. Sorry. And I thought the movie was bad, <sighs> so I'm going to say it. Like, it's like, so <laughs> I, I think it makes sense. Her, like her being like barely, barely in it and like only, and only ever there with like, her bringing her husband to the trip. Like, yeah. her you know, all of that, mm. it, it, it's just, again, if it works for them, it works for them. I just think, again, I get short leash vibes. I get short yeah, leash vibes. Not that anyone is owned by any, you know, I just think they like to be close together. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's a lot. That's a lot for like someone who is like, you're not even a friend of, you were like a guest, you are I think is what they call them. Yeah, that's a lot to be having your lawyer reach out to someone just because someone had an opinion about how you came across on TV. Yeah, like don't if I tweet something, don't come at me and say delete that tweet. No, fuck you. I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want to say. Thank you. And just saying. And we are legally allowed to do so in right amazing country. We hey, we live in Catherine (laughs) McPhee's America. Okay, (laughs) America. Thank you. Her and whoever her husband is, that producer guy. <laughs> Eighty-year-old producer guy. Yeah, there to Yolanda. Um, oh. Well, that 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 whole thing is crazy to me. And also, what's crazy is that they don't now. Supposedly, they might not be together anymore. I, you know, beats me. I will say one of the funniest moments of the whole season was Fallon Chase. The barefoot, the barefoot Contessa. Barefoot Contessa. <laughs> 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 with a full-on golf club like she was about to angela bassett that car i swear yeah. to God, that was so funny and that the, oh the, the brightest kitchen island you've ever seen like literally the, like so the, bright. the brightest room in the world it's the brightest all, haunted house that's ever been <laughs> it is ever seen it was really it was it was on it was and that's like guess what even when it's like Again, I think we're in a rebuilding year. I wouldn't say like, you know, we're we're in a rebuilding. Yeah, it's not prestige Atlanta. No. Though we're right. though they're 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 batting above their weight for, for five for only having five full cast members right. and like two of them being sort of checked out. 
Um, they're doing an amazing job. Uh, yeah. That was an incredible moment. That was a moment. <laughs> that was a and moment. That was a moment in time. It I was a moment in time. I'll never forget. And I was, and I was like, guess what? I would, I celebrate Fallon and her husband, and I would love her to be a full time cast member. I, I think know. she is. Can I just say? You don't. No one has. <laughs> the women on these shows don't have a sense of humor about them. They're you. You're on the Real Housewives, right? And like a walking caricature. Right. <laughs> and again, those who are able to embrace the sense of humor of themselves, a la a Bethany, mm. a Selma, uh, I, I can't. I mean, New York is pretty good at it. Um, I can't. I, I wish I could think of uh, Karen Huger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they've. They've a Luann even. They've seen dividend. Mm-hmm. They've they've shot a shot up. So it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy to me that like women haven't realized that like once you just like embrace what it is and you run with it and you take it, that it could actually do a lot better than fighting it and pretending that you're this like you know absolutely an unimpeachable person. But right. I, I television prime, you know, prime. You know, I think no I pun think, intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the short leash <laughs> comment hit a nerve because I think that is actually like what their situation is or was maybe and mm-hmm. allegedly. And well, I, I just, I think <laughs> oh. that that it's clear that the way you phrased it hit a nerve and it only hits a nerve when it's real. When it's real, when it hurts, mm-hmm. when it hurts. And again, I never intend to hurt, but. <laughs> you don't, but okay. it, but it's probably something that Fallon has said to him a million times before. Times a million times. Trying to go out to the club with Portia, and he's like, "No, like, you need to be in this house doing this and that, taking care of these damn kids." He wouldn't let her stay at the house. He wouldn't let her. Right. Stay at the house. I'm just saying. I'm just, when it adds up, it adds up. Right. The funniest part, can I, the funniest part of the haunted house to me, and it's such a random, I always find like the random moments to laugh at was when they dragged Fallon upstairs with the golf club in her hand. And I think one of the women just randomly said, I guess that's our cue to leave, huh? <laughs> yes. like, like, we shouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> and Cynthia so was like, I don't feel comfortable being here anymore. <laughs> yes, that was, yeah. that was really, that was really funny. Uh, yeah, yes, leave my house, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You, I, where else are you going to see that? I just love it. I don't, we've talked about this before where it's like, this is kind of, I don't care about sports at all in any way. And I, you know, I still love them. <laughs> and people who like them this is our sports like that is like these games these are games it is no you're completely right and they should be treated as such and you're allowed to irrationally love a housewife or hate a housewife for whatever reason you have as much as you want just like any you know anyone from pittsburgh likes the steelers and hates mm-hmm. uh, your team name here so <laughs> i i mean atlanta is like whew, it's the goal i mean it's so it's been so good for so long and so big and yes we still have something, it's still good. Even when it should, for every discernible reason or discernible reason, it should be bad. It's still good. Like right. I think would be bad this season if they like lost their main star, it's a pandemic. And like, there are only like four ladies <laughs> who are full time. Yeah. Compare OC to Atlanta this past season. I tried to- Two I, entirely different worlds. <laughs> I tried, I would di- I would dip into OC for like 30 minutes. I'd be like, this is unbearable. Un- it was unwatchable. <laughs> it was truly unwatchable. It was like, and like Kelly, even Kelly Dodd and her like idi- idiotic brand of like lowest level racism. Like it's like so like, it's not it's even like elevated race. Everything with her is base. Mm-hmm. Everything's base. base. Right. Base level racism and it's just stupidity. 
it was, it was, even that aside, it was unwatchable. It's, 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 it's really bad. Like that, they asked, put the funds, send the money to Salt Lake. They could use some of it. <laughs> Do a rebrand of Dallas even. Throw in a, you know, throw in a new city. Throw in a, a Chicago or, you know, yeah. a Seattle. Who knows, you know, yeah. hipsters. Because that just like, it, it just, it's it's really crazy, the qual- the level of quality. It's, it's, you never know where you're going to get. But like, I'm honestly proud of Atlanta for being as good yeah, as they continue has. to be gold star they do such a good job yeah and i think we we owe a lot of that to portia 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 is absolutely all she is our generation's lucille ball and you cannot tell me otherwise yeah. and, right um and you know what I, I i hate giving credit to kenya even though i look i'm such a like kenya like i'm the person that sees the value but i love to hate her is I the do. thing i'm like right. yeah i tune in to specifically hate her not to love her I appreciate everything she does. Like you annoy me so much, but thank you for getting to the bottom of the Bolo story. Like I, I needed all of that in my life because I mean, I, I haven't seen anything in the past year, so <laughs> I need to live through you guys. So let me see what's going on. <laughs> As fair. I mean, her methods, absolutely unorthodox. Absolutely. Right. Not what I would do. And, right. And, and bad sometimes, but <laughs> Did I enjoy watching that storyline unfold and being like, wow, I can't believe Kenya's being this terrible? Yes. Like it was right. I also it was curious. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, Portia and Ted. Oh, I was like, oh, that was Canadian Tanya, who I like, I'm not missing, but like <laughs> No, not at all. She yeah. served her moment, her purpose on this season and and send her off. She does not need to be bumped up to a yeah. full cast. No. You can stay with me. No. Nah. Her and her hibachi. Uh, I Kenya, I, I recognize the values. <laughs> oh God, um, um, I recognize uh, I, Kenya's worth and her value. And also, honestly, her divorce is is sad to yeah, me. Yeah, and yeah, it is. Is something I noticed this episode that really like made me sad was a, was that it's clear the divorce has been awful because did you notice they started they ha- they've had to blur out. Um, Kenya's daughter's face now but last season we saw her and so they showed a clip where where you I really noticed that this episode because they showed a a clip of before and you could see her they showed her face because Bravo's like you gave us permission to this footage so we can show this Mm -hmm. and but then they cut to like a scene and like they can't show her face anymore and once again I don't even I don't even know how I feel about that in general but like it's clear that like there's some real awful things happening with mark that's his name right mark mark yeah daly. mark daly and I, the two of them because if he, it's hitting bethany and hoppy territory i think with the two of them nothing worse than that and i think this approaches it but it does it, it, it it's not lost on me because i do i totally agree that it's totally getting worse and worse and it, it's gone to like a really untenable terrible place mm-hmm. between them yeah. and you can play out on camera in those little ways um uh, and re Brooklyn, and I do, and I think that I do a hundred percent believe Kenya that Mark is just trying to hurt her. Like he doesn't care about Brooklyn, he doesn't yeah. care about their family. He is right. doing things specifically to hurt her for no reason. But it is a little bit like, okay, how did these two people find each? Other? I mean, it's like you have to ask some questions that are like right. qualities that are not dissimilar to the things that she's saying about Mark. I would say, I right. do think that's her, a very good the point. Core of her, the core of a person I, I think is better. And I think is 
ultimately good, even though you, you know, there's a lot to wade through there, but the way that they're both, the way that she is, uh, or the things that she's accusing Mark of doing to her, I have seen her do to other people in certain ways. And I think there is something to be said for, okay, how did these two people find each other? Of all the people that could have been, you know, uh, Brooklyn's dad, you right. know, uh, I, I just think it's, I think it's something to think about. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, and you notice in the beginning of the season, we actually were seeing Brooklyn's face. Oh, that's really? what was crazy. Yeah, it was after you remember sometime during the season, the story broke that around her birthday is when he, I think her birthday weekend, he filed for divorce. Yeah, because her and as birthday. of that moment, oh, wow. Yeah, and as of that moment, we on the, uh, whatever episode came on that Sunday, no longer seeing Brooklyn's face. That's how much of an asshole he is. He's such an asshole, and he's a terrible. Yeah. He, I never liked him. He's like mm-hmm. guys, little lisp. Nothing against people with lisp, but I, you know, I don't like it on. <laughs> And like, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. Like he seems like a absolutely mean, vindictive. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm not tall, so that's uh, I don't mean. <laughs> that's a big insult. I mean, he's kind of hot. We have to give him that. Yeah, but yeah. I would say <laughs> he's kind of hot. I mean, if we want to, I mean, that's we could do a whole other episode of the house husbands and their hotness. I mean, but one <laughs> <laughs> Dixon. Oh. Well, I mean, one, well, excuse me. Always, yeah. Mauricio, <laughs> Dixon, you know, there are some that are just, and Joe Forga is really hot too to me. Oh, see, that, he's not for me. Oh, okay. Mm. We're allowed to be different, but we're different. I'm a, I'm a Evan. <laughs> it's Evan Hive over here. Evan is hot too. Um, Evan, I can get into, but um, I'd say mine for Drew. I would say <laughs> the problematic Atlanta husband or past Atlanta husband that I thought was super hot was Peter. <laughs> Cynthia's really uh, what I totally I definitely thought you were about to say Apollo (laughs) hot like that's like not even problematic to say Peter is I think problematically Chris I want you to unpack that in therapy okay (laughs) (laughs) it's been it's been a couple weeks uh (laughs) I saw I totally knew why since she was married (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, okay, so my problematic fave—it's not even problematic—but people give me shit about it. I think John Barlow's hot. Oh, oh my God, Lisa! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure. Now I need to hear about that because Lisa, I love, Lisa Barlow cracks me up. John Barlow, I think he's probably a good dad, but hot? I don't know. I don't know. In a, okay. I see it. In a daddy world, <laughs> like if I'm like in the daddy mood on Grinder that night, like I, John Barlow, I would give him the broop. Oh my God. Okay. I, I mean, fair, fine, but Seth is the hot one. Of oh yeah. That. Seth is the objectively hottest, mm. but like. Oh. Well, I think Sharif is really hot too, but like, there's something about John Barlow dealing with a mess and I'm like a mess of, I'm a mess of a human being. And I'm like, like you remind me of my boyfriend a little bit. Right. Just for Robert Cosby. (laughs) Just kidding. No. (laughs) Yeah. You know, maybe back, maybe 60 years ago. (laughs) No. (laughs) My problem, the problematic fate for me has to, I might have take a trip to Beverly Hills. Uh, Mr. Denise Richards. Sorry. Q-Anon? I mean, I, 
<laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I know. Steve. I know. But I mean, like, again, I think you're in cancer it, with see, the Chris, lasers. Chris, yeah. I can tell you have a thing for like a meathead. I do. Yeah. I do. You said you like Joe Gorga and it all made sense to me. <laughs> I can meet it. I, I date hot nerds, but I like <laughs> to have sex with meatheads. But I also like not your porn hub category. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Category. They can be different. <laughs> they can be yeah. different. <laughs> Taste of everything. Every spice of life, right? You know? Got there you variety. go. Um, but I do like a meathead, and he is he is the meatheadiest of them all, and also like bad. So I do problematic <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> but but I, <laughs> I need on my soundboard. I need. I just need a. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so good at it. Oh, so Wait, I so, love that when you did it, we all knew what you were talking. Uh, oh about. yeah, and if you don't know what a broop is, then. And look at that. Don't worry about yeah, it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> playing a game on his phone. That's all. Right. Candy crush. Okay. All. No. Okay. If you are are in a heterosexual relationship and you hear your man's phone go, <laughs> it's something's going down in the DMs. Yeah. He's on you know, one more time, just clean so the so the girls can hear it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's he's not he's not going okay, to Walmart. One more time. He's Ready? Ready? One more time. <laughs> if you hear that sound he is not playing candy crush he is about to crush chris murphy <laughs> and, it, and it's probably me it's, it's in the greater brooklyn area then yeah that's actually <laughs> there you go you know 50 mile radius and then you're, you're there yeah um okay well we i i, I don't want to waste everyone's time here today because we've been here for a minute um we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with both kendrick and chris for our final segment okay <laughs> okay and we are back hi chris hi Broom. <laughs> chris thank you so much for coming on and kendrick thank you so much for stepping in for kicks today and chris it's been so nice getting to chat and get to know you yeah, I've literally had a blast and a half. And I will say this, I mean, I'm I'm sure the regular setup is amazing, but Tom and Kendrick, this is amazing. You guys have something here. Oh, Kendrick, hear oh, that? thank you. I, I, know, I feel like, I feel bad because as time goes on, my eyes have been getting lower and lower because I've been slowly going through this bottle. But on a normal day, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is a great interaction. Also, yes. to, to let you know, Kendrick and I did an IG Live earlier today together at, at 5.30. So we've been like drinking and talking Bravo since 5.30. Okay, that's, so that's yeah. three. Kendrick, we're hit. We've passed our three-hour mark of talking about Bravo. Oh God! <laughs> An incredible job. And next time, I would like to be conferenced into that IG live. Oh, Chris, uh, no, boom. literally. Do you want to come on? Do you watch Summer House? I I do, but I'm a couple episodes behind. It's okay. We barely I, talk about it, but we, we've been doing. Right? We've been doing. We literally talked about it for five minutes today. But we've been doing. We've been doing Summer House happy hours on IG live on Thursdays. We're oh, gonna we're, tra- we're gonna turn that also into. Um, New York, uh, Roni pregames when Roni airs May fourth. It's on so maybe. Calendar. Do you want to come on for our our first Roni oh, pregame? I would love that. That'd okay, be that, that would be Ooh. perfect. Yeah, um, I'm always in the comments turning up. Yes, the comments go off. I was on Roni <laughs> famously. I did. Oh, you were on. You, okay, so for those that know, Chris was the comedian in the comedian audition for Luann's Cabaret on Roni. Yes, thank you. I can hear the applause. The, the, was this last season? This was last season. I was one of a few who were featured. And it went well. 
yeah, it was good. It was, it was honestly a very fun, it was a very fun experience. They didn't tell us that it was like sex themed. They just said, come and do <laughs> two minutes of stand-up comedy for Sony and Luann at the Green Room 42 <laughs> in the middle oh, of on a Thursday afternoon. And I said, of course. Sure. Why right. would I not be there? I said, exactly. Let me drop everything and show up. Um, but it was really fun. Luann was sort of operating on like a four second delay. I mean, they were both gorgeous in person, statuesque, gorgeous, yeah. crazy. Um, uh, and Luann was sort of like, just like a little bit slow on the sort of like the joke uptake. She was sort of just like, you'd tell a joke and then like three seconds would pass and she'd be like. Eric <laughs> 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 Sonia was like quick, she was on it. She was like ripping. She was like, boom, boom, ba. She said I was very cute and had great skin. I'm, I'm, a, Son- I'm a Sonia, so oh, I love Sonia. Love Sonia. Sonia is our other Lucille oh. Ball too. She is. She's right yes. up there with Portia. She's a little, but she's right up there. But um, mm-hmm. it was great. It was very fun, and I, lo- I love this. And I will be. That's a long way of saying, I will be the the IG live. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, we'll we'll talk Bold. offline about that. But before we let you go, we like to have a fun little dialogue now that we've gotten to know each other about um where in uh the reality sphere we would see each other if if that ever happened for us. And you can get creative with it. We we prefer no nos because that feels like a cheap answer. But like. Like, but like being like anywhere, like I've gotten, someone told me they want me to hold Monique back at a winery, like a producer level. Like I've gotten that before. So like, it really can be anything. So Kendrick and I will start and we will give our thoughts on you and then we will wrap up with your thoughts on the two of us. Okay. Um, okay. So Chris, let's think, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure that I, I, I don't, I've known you just for the span of this zoom call, but I don't find you to be very drama heavy in your life it doesn't feel like you are getting involved are you petty he's like interesting (laughs) are you petty i'm serious because i can be petty i petty but i choose it i would i'm not petty for no reason like i I choose when to be petty in a strategic way so okay well you said strategic which i was gonna say you i think you would fit very well on some sort of competition reality i think a big brother you would be you would really excel if as long as they didn't um stack the house with racists like they have been for the past uh forever uh to do that um but in a perfect world i think you could conquer that because your social game would be so good and you did play football for three years so you could be a little you know nimble in the challenges um but i think that like i think competition reality is probably like your niche uh kendrick any thoughts I was absolutely going to say that, but I was going to go the other route. I was thinking like some kind of like either Netflix or like old school CW show where like you're a judge judging other people on like some kind of like, I don't know, for some reason I thought about like, uh, what is it? Nail it or like top model or something like, see, I, I, I like, I know <laughs> like you the, like, you said nailed it, <laughs> top model. <laughs> you know, one of, one of the two. You know? So they're so similar. <laughs> right, you know, one that's interchangeable. That is so something funny. like that where you can sit behind a table and kind of, you know, give. You wouldn't be the like the Simon Cowell, but you'd be like the who's that guy? You'd be like the a good Nigel Barker. Ah! Why'd I take alive. it back He's like that? Good right. Nigel. Speaking Barker. of, bro, I would really bro <laughs> right. <up> for Nigel. like third grade. What's the sound effect for unlock photos? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god wait you guys are so good wait that's this is wild okay fun fact read big brother literally my like 
family, my family and my cousins and my play cousins, mm. we would, like every vacation we would play Big Brother and we'd play Survivor. So it's like, we grew up just like ma- like doing that's it. Fun. Oh, that's like, so fun. It was so fun. It was insane. Like we'd create alliances and like do competitions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people out and it was amazing. When you live in crazy. South Orange, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, what are you, you going to do? What are you, what are you <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Who was, um, who was your I person on Big Brother? Yeah, who, yeah, who's your, who's your, <laughs> but, but you watch, you are a Big Brother fan, right? Yeah, I'm not a super fan. It's so funny because one of my roommates in college and then uh, like in New York is he is a big Big Brother super fan and would honestly do better than me on the show, which is the only mm. thing he would actually win. I would do okay. I do well, but I would, <laughs> we wouldn't really be able to bring it home. Um, but I was a big Janelle fan. And Janelle, you know. she's queen. I, she's so good. That's yeah, who I was hoping you'd say, actually. <laughs> I love Janelle. You know, I watched, you know, I dive in. It's one of the things like I sort of like, it's a passive watch of this, you know, every mm-hmm. that, I, that I watch that I still hold uh, near and dear in my heart. Yeah. Um, it's a commitment. It is. <laughs> but once you're in it, yeah. once, if it's a good season, it you are. it's easy to be committed to it, but. Mm-hmm. And then you can do so many other things when it's happening too. It's right, like, it's, it's not, cause you don't have to watch every minute of it. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. Cause they spend the first 15 minutes like recapping the past season anyway. Yeah. So you, can you really have to even start at the beginning. You skip one, you can just launch right in. Uh, right. <laughs> Top model and judging, so you were totally on that. You were totally on the on the on the bubble there. Um, oh, Chris. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on the two of us then? Oh my God. Okay. 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 Um, wow. All right. So, <laughs> I'm gonna say, um, okay, Kendrick. What's also uh-huh. okay? Because this comes like names are cute. I'm only this time and I'm obsessed with you. You're hilarious. Okay, I could. Okay, so I'm gonna give like a couple things. I can okay. obviously see you like uh, like absolutely slaying on uh you know on love and hip hop, but like not 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 um the L A one, the New York one. I like. Ooh. Oh, geez. Okay. I'm not that you could slay on the LA one too, but I think the New York one's a little bit more fun. Like Johnny, so I could see you and Johnny having like having right. fun. Remy Ma and uh, Mariah Lynn, all them. Okay, okay. Absolutely, like running, like crushing it in the city, like a hundred, like a hundred percent, popping down to Atlanta from time to time. You know, I, I could yes. see you <laughs> thriving in that universe, um, and just like and like like yes, and being fun, like having fun with Johnny, like I could see you and Johnny hanging. Out. I just like I think it would be great. Wait, is Remy I'm, Ma still on oh, it? Yes. She was. I, you know, COVID has kind of like messed everything up because, like, every Monday that, like, that was my judge. Like, I was sitting in front of TV seeing what, whatever season was on. It was like, okay, turn on VH1. It's VH1 night. Let's see what's on. So, but like, they've only done like one iteration of the show like since COVID, and it's been like this family reunion family thing. So I haven't watched. I don't know what. Yeah, I was. I don't know what. I mean, how what is Love and Hip Hop supposed to work when the cast is truly three hundred people? It's literally a positive. <laughs> right. It's like I was a I mean, I love Love and Hip Hop. I mean, it's Stevie J. I mean, Stevie J. And like every, it just, it, oh my God. Back, that's a whole other, whole other can of worms. But mm. I, totally, it, I could totally see you, like, you know, just really crushing it there. And then, like, being like, okay, now I'm going to be a recording artist like Cardi B or whatever you want to do, you know? It's a launch. I feel like. I feel like I should be offended by the answer, but I feel like almost <laughs> flattered by it. I don't know why. <laughs> why would you be offended? I thought that was so nice, Kendrick. You know, loving hip hop, you know, That's every now and then they, you know. Blasted ass, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I but I'm almost flattered. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank I you. you could, I think you could, I think you could absolutely, you would, you would elevate 
elements of it, if you if you will. Um, okay. All right, Tom. So okay, so this. Okay, this might be unexpected. Okay. Okay. What? It's a two parter. Okay. I could see you, which again, this show is now defunct, but if you imagine the show is still happening and then it leads you, and this might be not exactly what you're thinking because you said not, maybe I'm thinking like competition because we were talking about yeah, competition. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter, anything. But I could see you on road rules and then being a challenge person. Okay, so, okay. Okay, I have a couple things to say about this. First, <laughs> but I said road rules on purpose. First thing, I've never <laughs> seen an episode of the road rules. It's so good. Okay, here's yeah. so everyone who listens to this podcast is their eyes have are about to roll back in their head. Skip ahead 15 seconds. <laughs> I, my family didn't let me watch MTV when I was a kid, and they're very they they oh. are not they weren't strict, but that was just like their one thing that they didn't like, and they I didn't, didn't. Uh, and they just had a, a conniption against it for some reason. I don't know why, but it, <laughs> but but so I don't have I don't have the verbiage for all of that stuff. And, but in quarantine, I've gone back and watched most episodes of the challenge. So I know a lot of our challenge characters now. And I actually today just watched the first episode of the challenge all-stars that is happening on Paramount Plus, which was so good. Go watch it, everyone. I I need to watch that. Oh, watch it after this. It's so fun. Um, But uh, I would love to be on the challenge. I would love to be on anything competition reality. I would, the challenge would be a blast, but the only thing is like, you can't audition for the challenge. You know, you have to like do something else. So. Oh, you have to be grandfathered in. That's why I was like, I think you could mm-hmm. totally be on Road Rules. I heard I mean, you could, rebooting World Rules too, actually. They should. It was so great. It combined the best parts of real world and then also had like ridiculous fucking challenge as shit. Right. Where they had to like, you know, like, <laughs> climb mountains or like you know go across like it was wild and it was like and they're on a bus it was something about like the like, bus like, really adds a character to it you know? it was so good as, as, i mean oh my god we could all be on a next bus too that would be a crazy episode oh don't um, get me started <laughs> do not get me started on rock oh of love god. bus rock of love bus is one of my favorite seasons of reality television ever so. love bus. Rock of love bus. unbelievable well i would love to do that chris thank you I think you'd be great. <laughs> um, well, Chris, before we let you go, can you just plug all your stuff? Is there any, besides your Instagram, is there, are you doing any shows, like any economy shows, mm-hmm. uh, comedy shows as the world opens up or anything like that? That is such a great question. Um, and the long and the short of it is no. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I, but I guess what you can, um, where you can see my stuff. Yeah, definitely Twitter. I'm, I'm very active on that platform for better, for worse. So at Chris Dress like distress or mistress, but with a Chris. Um, and then Instagram, same handle. And uh, yeah, I'm like writing a bunch in Vanity Fair. So if you're online and you, uh, Hollywood, it's the Hollywood page. So anything that's TV film, you know, go to Vanity Fair, just just try it, just and see, maybe I wrote it. Um, and then I'm gonna be doing like a lot of, you know, hoping to do more comedy stuff in the summer. Once Great. Yeah, well, I know, we're all getting back. I actually got my first facts today. Oh my God, that's amazing. I got my second spot last week. Congrats, so. congrats. Same here. Yes, yeah, Kendrick too. Yeah. Yes, Kendrick, yes. Oh my God, we're gonna- My second dose was that. last Thursday. Oh my God, congratulations. Oh, look at us. Thank you, same to you. Uh, here we right. go, we're this on little, the other this side little of little this. little vac squad over here. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> and Kendrick, can you plug all your stuff? Of course. So I'm on all major platform, all major podcast platforms. Uh, I am me and you, the Housewives of Marvel 2, a whole pop culture podcast. I talk about everything from reality TV to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I drop two episodes every week. So uh, I also I do this thing now where I call it the people's podcast. I let people send me voice messages and I put them in the podcast. So the whole thing is like super interactive. Uh, reach out to me on Instagram at Housewives Marvel Podcast. Send me an email, uh, Housewives Marvel Podcast at gmail.com. And 
let's let's be shady together <laughs> but not in a mean way <laughs> no you you were like the best heart in the world kendrick you're the best oh thank you um you can follow uh me at the tom hamlet you can follow the Insta- the podcast instagram at dumpster dive pod uh follow kicks uh she'll be back next week at kicks hamlet on instagram um we, hi, kicks. i know hi kicks we miss you um and uh we just started a patreon so follow that on our patreon page we are diving into people's origins of reality television uh we've been covering the real world new york reunion um on paramount plus right now so that's there uh and then i think we're either covering america's next top model or flavor of love next um after that so check that out yeah it's exciting um and uh everyone have a fantastic night uh kendrick and chris thank you so much for being here Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs>